You didn't tell her that I'm doing it? Oh, no. You didn't tell her that? I thought you were telling her that. She asked a question and you go, thank you. Because <laughs> I'm, so I'm so taken in this podcast right now. Obviously. <laughs> Our secretary just uh, texted us saying there's going to be a funeral this Friday. And she asked the question, who will preside at this funeral? And Father Derek is CC'd on this text. And my response was, thank you. <laughs> See, that is how much I love Mary Seat Quarantine, that I am able to just put all eggs in one basket. Is this going to work today? <laughs> I don't know. Are we going to be able to? <laughs> we don't usually do it in the morning. Closer to Maine South, there's a house that has these like three trees that are probably a hundred feet tall. Whoa! And in the trees are lights. Have you ever seen this house? Oh wait, is this Helen McGalley's house? Helen McGalley. You would know. She's near Maine South. Yeah, I know, but it's in between Helen's and our house. In between Helen McGalley's house. Helen McGalley. Mary Seaton. Yeah. Okay. Ours. Anyway, so. Continue. You saw a tree, and there were lights in the tree. This is an amazing story, by the way. You obviously haven't seen this house if you don't think that this is an amazing story. In these trees are, like, floodlights. They're huge, bright, white lights. And the tree itself, the branches are, like, braided. You're not interested. I am so interested. Keep going, please. How come you don't, based on this definition, how come you don't want to go right now? How come I don't want to like go to see, see it? see this house. I'm not, I'm just waiting for you to finish the story. I'm waiting for there to be like a... Are you saying I'm not telling the story well? No. I. It sounds like you're, that. it sounds like you're... Alright, I think we need to start over and calm down, prepare our bodies for the Thunderdome, and let's start. What the heck is the Thunderdome? <laughs> Here's an interesting thing. Wait, was this was that just a story? Or was that part of the topic? That was just a story. Oh my gosh. So it was a really good story. You need to affirm me. For that a was that was not a story, that was an observation. True. Okay. It was a bad story. I'll give it to you, okay? <laughs> it was a bad story. It's a great observation. I'm glad you shared that observation with me. Alright, so what are we talking about today? Because I'm ready. I got my pour over Sumatra Fair Trade blend right here. As I'm drinking and sipping this thing, I am so pumped. I'm eating blueberries, marveling at the fact that the inside does not meet my expectations. Let's talk about the gospel from this past weekend. Ooh, let's, the Sunday gospel? Mm -hmm. All right, let's do it. Seed. It's all about the seeds and the wheat and the weeds. The wheat and the weeds. That's what I'd like to talk about today. How, how would Helen McGalley Helen McGalley. say wheat and weeds? Wheat and weeds. <laughs> So it was from the Gospel of Matthew talking about the wheat and the weeds and how the sower sows good seed and then at the middle in the middle of the night an enemy comes and sows weeds. So the idea of God letting the wheat and the weeds grow together seems to be antithetical to our notion of who God is. True? Right? Yeah. It's a soy sauce thing, right? Like yeah. that would not be an image of justice it, se it would seem it would seem that if god didn't separate the weeds and the wheat then he is not he doesn't care and so i brought up this atheist argument these people pe some people say that god doesn't exist because 
evil exists. Okay, yeah. And they say if God exists and he is all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-loving, then there would be no evil. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. The reason is, is because if he was all-knowing, he'd know about the evil, right? It, it wouldn't be foreign to him. It wouldn't be a secret. Yeah. If he was all-powerful, then he could do something about it. He'd have the power to do it. To, to fix it. And if it was all loving, then he would want to do something about it. If he existed, there would be no evil. But there is evil, and therefore they conclude God does not exist. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that's our temptation too. It's sort of a, a philosophical dilemma. The mere presence of evil causes us to doubt God's presence. And some people say that this is the only, this is the only true good argument that atheists have. I think the question for us is not trying to solve this problem of evil, but the question is whether or not we truly do believe that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-loving. And if we do truly believe that, then we're not going to get so much caught up in the question of the presence of evil, but we're going to get caught up in God's timing. And so it's not that the the sower doesn't want to remove the weeds from the wheat. He does want to, because he does care. And that's the problem, I think, for most people. It's the timing of God, not really the characteristics of God. So the fact that God waits so long and like seemingly delays in, in doing something, that's what causes the tension, the cause of the doubt and the questioning of God. Yeah, because we're impatient. We, we, we just don't see what God, what God sees. So the, it's really, to me, the timing of it all. Mark Toops, is that a name that's familiar to you? No. Father Mark Toops? No. He said, while we wait, we shouldn't, we shouldn't wait for God to do something. But he makes a distinction. He says, you should wait with God as he's doing something. Mm-hmm. So with the presumption that God knows your problems. God wants to do something about it. He's powerful enough to do something about it. He knows about your problems. He's trying to teach you something, uh, he's, some lesson, uh, but, and we are called to wait with him as he's teaching us this. Whether it's like patience or strength or faith. Yeah, I, mean, I, like, I really like that, the waiting with and not waiting for. Yeah, because the presumption is if you're waiting for God to do something, then he's absent. Yeah. But if you're waiting with God to do something, he is present. He's very present. Exactly. Like what the one thing that comes to mind, just the image that came up when you were saying that is Jesus on the cross. And here's a moment where even people like were yelling at him when he was on the cross. Hey, if you're God, just throw yourself down now. Like the heal, heal yourself, come down from the cross if you really are God. And But God is not, he's not bound to that. He's waiting. Yeah, he's on his own time. He's on his own time. There's a reason. And so, who are the people who are waiting with God, who are doing exactly what they need to be doing, is Mary Magdalene, the Virgin Mary, St. John, the Beloved. They're the ones that are with God in that suffering, in that moment where they could be kind of saying the same thing, but they're waiting with him, not waiting for So I talked about you yesterday in the homily. That is unfortunate. (laughs) But I didn't mention any details, um, so no worries. But I talked about how my person, how our personalities are so different, and anybody who has listened to the podcast like knows how different we are. Mm. And we talk. I think yeah. I feel like we talk about it a lot. I think. Uh, but I was saying just like how my personality is one that's like very analytical mm, to the yeah. point of critical. Okay. Not only 
you know, in like a problem. Like I think this started with like just having a sort of like math sort of mindset. Like, okay. oh, here's a problem, gotta fix it. Yeah, and it will have a perfect end because that's how math works. But that's not how life works, right? So it's a, it is a gift in some ways um, to approach a problem and to try to dissect it. But is that what you're saying? I am. I'm a math problem. Is that all I am to you? Well, that's Just the a thing. Math problem. That is the temptation. Come on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> to treat you as like my project rather than a person, right? You've heard that before. Oh yeah, of course. So, and we need to treat ourselves as as um, as beloved children of God, uh, as people, real people that God cares about rather than problems. I think sometimes in the moral life we're like, oh, I got that problem, and I got to root it out of my life, just like the weeds in the wheat. I Gotta take it out. Gotta take it out. But I think living here and live with you and like, because this situation, I think the the fact that we live together and we really do have an opportunity to like be brothers rather than like, I feel like a lot of rectories, like the priests are just like living together and like, they're not really engaging as much. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. Right. Because no doubt there are. Yeah. But we've seen it. Yeah. It's not, it's not, not known. It's, yeah, for sure. So, but I think in the midst of this, if we are going to be effective brothers, priests to each other, we have to like, at least for me, I have to recognize your problems, (laughs) your weeds, (laughs) uh, but be with God as he's doing something in your life. Mm -hmm. Try to be uh, a light to you or or help to point you to Jesus. Yeah. Um, And similarly, I hope you do the same for me. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I honestly like ever... Anyone who is listening to this who is married, just rewind this podcast and listen to it instead of the context of me and Father Derek. Listen to it like you and your spouse because it totally translates to like spousal love. Yeah, any relationship. Any even, relationship. Like with your children. Like Yeah. You, parents got to be patient with their children. Children, you got to be patient with your parents, you know? Because I think sometimes we don't give kids enough credit with... Uh, they don't see the weeds of the parents like yeah they do of course they do (laughs) kids are super smart friends you know like same with like the whole political system that we have like democrats have to be patient with republicans vice versa you know protestants and catholics atheists theists theists atheists yeah but our initial desire is to fix like i'm going to fix this and when it comes to god's time and when it comes to his will, it doesn't work like that. Nothing is ever fixed right away. Mm-hmm. Take a look at the gospel. It's, uh, if you weren't able to listen yesterday, or uh, sorry, Sunday, if you weren't able to listen on Sunday, it's Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. Sweet. Any shout outs? Shout out to Father Pat Gorman. I'm Father Pat. Who is now a father and no longer will have the Deacon Pat Gorman. I'm Deacon Pat. We'll have to stealthily record him saying his name. I already did. Yeah. It was Does at, he know it? It was at our Lord's Day on Saturday. Does I, he know? No, yeah. I, I put my phone in his face and said, hey, I need this for the podcast. Oh, man. I th- <laughs> okay. Father Pat Gorman. I'm Father Pat. Very good. Yeah, so we shout out to him. New priest. Shout out to Grace Witchery, who is moving to... Atchison? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Did she get she's... a job there or something? Yeah, she's moving to Kansas. Oh. I know. Another amazing parishioner just leads us. But well, shout God's out to time. Grace, because yeah. the Lord is doing awesome things in her heart. Good. Yeah. Shout out to our whole community. May God be praised. They be blessed. Amen. Drink your coffee. 
Ciao, ciao. Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom Dynamic Original Podcast.